Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Happy Thursday, friends. December 3rd. Here we are. Another day. I can tell you guys what I've been doing all morning. It's 1130. I have been on the computer after failed attempts on the phone because nobody has freaking phone customer service anymore. If they are, I swear to God, a company bigger than a small mom and pop store, nobody has freaking live customer service, or very few do. And specifically, I'm referring to Sony. Sony, I kind of freaking hate your guts right now, because you literally, it took me, guys, I'm not even shitting you, it took me three and a half hours to get fraudulent charges taken off of my son's PlayStation account. Somebody fucking shoot me now. Three and a half hours of my day. Do you know how much shit I can do in three and a half hours on a Thursday morning? Oh my God. So Sony customer service, you get zero stars because you all fucking suck. Period. And your chat bot. Oh my God, you guys. If there ever was a time I wanted a drink and a cigarette and a joint, now is that time. I'm so aggravated. I can't even handle myself right now. I'm trying really hard to let it go. And just, it's solved. It's handled. <clears throat> it's done. They refunded it. I changed the password. I changed the account settings to require a password for purchases on the account. And it's not an easy password and my kid is going to hate me. But at this point, I really don't give a shit because after all this rigmarole this morning, I have zero patience for it. And I do a lot of stuff online, right? I mean, I know the risks and it happens, but do they really have to make it so stupid difficult to get things done. I mean, have we really gone so far away from being able to pick up the phone, punch in the phone numbers and get a live human being on the other end? Is that too much to ask? Apparently it is for a lot of places. I mean, like virtually there are only a handful of like larger companies that I know that actually have live human beings that you can get to on the phone. Lime Life is one of them. First Form is one of them. Um, gosh, I can't think of any others. That's about it. And it might be just because I don't use them a lot, but like they're fairly good sized companies. They're still in a smaller business category, but they're still fairly good sized companies. Not like mega conglomerations like Amazon or F and Sony. Oh, chatbots are stupid. It, I mean, they're, they're not intelligent. They have, they don't, it's just a bad idea. 
Oh my God. This whole self-service society we live in right now. I'm, I'm over the DIY people. I want full service. I want, I want people to take care of shit when I need help. That's what I want. That's what I want. I mean, that's what I do. People call me up and I'm telling you what, I get some of the dumbest questions, but it's at least, okay. So I think they're dumb. I mean, and some of them are really dumb because sometimes people don't think before they ask, you know, I mean, taking the time to actually think about something before you ask a question is like unheard of. Just like people being on the other end of the phone when someone's trying to call your customer service line. I mean, you really want to stand out from the crowd? Actually have a customer service that answers the effing phone. That's it. It's that damn simple. People do want to talk to people. People don't want to talk to a stupid bot. But that's what I think about that. And I know you feel it because you've had to do that stupid shit too, where you've had to go and do a bunch of rigmarole because you couldn't get like a human being to take care of your problem. Because I don't, I don't know what everybody's doing. What happened to all the customer service agents? I mean, really, what happened? I miss them. I do. I really do. I've worked in customer service before. Um, it's, it really wasn't, this was a Parsons technology. Okay. So this is going to seriously date me. Um, but it's been a minute. Parsons technology used to be in Hiawatha and then they got bought out by Intuit in like the late nineties, I think. But I had to work customer service a couple times. I did inbound sales, right? So people would call me because they wanted to order stuff. This was before you ordered shit online. Oh my God, imagine that. But people would call me to order stuff. And instead of, that was the department I worked in. But a lot of times I would get customer service calls because whatever reason, I don't know, they didn't push one instead of two or two instead of one. I don't know. It's been so long ago. I don't even remember what the process was. So I had to like help people. I A lot of times I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what the protocol was, but they couldn't get a hold of a customer service person. And you were the one that answered, or I was the one that answered the phone. So I tried to fix their problem as best as I could. Right. And sometimes I was successful and sometimes I wasn't and I had to transfer them. No big deal, but at least attempt it. I mean, I answered the phone. Oh, oh, God. Oh, this is definitely not how I wanted to start my day out. You know, I started this day out. I didn't do a workout this morning. I took advice from my coach and had an extra cup of coffee and did some brain work instead, which was kind of good. Um, but I'm still kind of spinning a little bit from not getting my heart rate up and pouring buckets of sweat, you know, cause that's, that's my thing is that pouring buckets of sweat. I'm going to have to take a walk at lunch to kind of decompress. I don't know if that helps for anybody else, but it definitely helps for me to help kind of decompress. So after that, you know, I got, it got me thinking about, you know, this whole parenting thing and teaching our kids, you know, all the things, you know, we're helping them learn as they go through life. And, you know, there's like this fine line between 
empowering your kids to be independent while maintaining some semblance of parental authority. And the email conversation that went back and forth with my son this morning because uh, he had changed his email and password on his PlayStation account was interesting. Um, it really raised my blood pressure a lot. There were some... Um, it pisses me off when he asks me why or we'll just do it later. And it's like, no, bro, this is attached to my bank account, not yours. And there are going to be serious repercussions that you are not going to like because you are poking the wrong bear right now. Well, my teachers can see this email. I-D-G-A-F. Give it up now. Or these are your, going to be your consequences. And I'm adding to the list. And I expect a response in like pronto. I got it. But damn it, I shouldn't have to threaten little brat to get his effing password. So I changed it. Still his email. I'm not giving him the password. That's mine. And he will never, ever, 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 ever in the history of man figure out this password. It is that random and really long. You know, and it's this whole, like, teaching your kids how to do things and not be little assholes. Because I don't want my kids to grow up and be assholes. I want them to be independent and I want them to not just accept everything everybody says and follow the line. I don't want them to be like a sheep, which seems to be the coined term lately. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want him to always follow along. I want him to think for himself. But what I so often get back is no thinking, just an automatic response. And it, you guys, it's, it comes by, it's genetic. So he comes by it honestly. But what I struggle with is trying to help him to think about things before you open your yap. And, and it's not just as easy as, you know, I'd like to think it would be because it's just not. He's defiant. Um, he is a preteen. He is my kid. He is Steven's kid who I, I don't hold a candle to being defiant next to him. A lot of you guys don't know him, but I mean, I don't know anybody else who is stronger willed than that guy because he is just stubborn and spiteful human being. And he will do it just because you told him he could not. And, and I have a little bit of that, but not nearly to that extent. So you put that together and you create a very defiant stubborn, strongly spiteful young man, genetically. It, and I'm telling you what, you guys, genetics is, is, the, is the thing. It is a thing. I mean, yeah, are we socialized? And yeah, are we, you know, formed and molded by our experiences in life? Yeah, that it is true. But man, I'll tell you what, there is nothing stronger than genetics. I, it just, I wholeheartedly believe that. And man, whew, and, and I'd love to just beat it out of him, but that's really not, it's not a good way to handle things either. You can't, and you can't rule with the iron fist. All right. You know, 
because I said so was something that I heard a lot as a kid and I say it a lot and I'm, I'm the adult, I make the rules and that is the truth. But if I don't live by that same set of rules, then how can I expect my kids to, you know, that, that whole practice, what you preach again, I have it written on top of the whiteboard right by the back door where we go in and out of our house all the time on that whiteboard at the top says practice what you preach. And I try to adhere to that to the best of my abilities. I really do. I make a conscious effort to, and, and no, nobody's perfect. I'm far from freaking perfect, but I try to adhere to that just as much as possible because I am the one setting the example while well, Eric and I are, you know, I mean, as parents, we set the example and we imitate what our parents do. And I find myself doing some of the same things that my parents did. And then I'm like, whoa, back the truck up, reassess this. Let's let's not go down that path. Or this is an okay thing. Then, you know, it's fine. Not everything was bad. I'm not saying my parents are bad or anything like that. Or I had an awful, horrible childhood. You know, it, that's not what I'm saying. But being able to show in action about how, you know, what is, what is a good behavior, what is bad behavior. And, you know, they see the bad shit too. I mean, probably that sticks in their brains harder than what the good shit does because we are for some sick and twisted reason drawn to the negative side of things over the positive side of things. Cause what is it? Um, it takes like how many number of positive reinforce reinforcement things to or positive experiences to negate one negative. Y'all, we're screwed up. We're like screwed up. What the hell? Being human is jacked, whacked. But ugh. how? How? Just the how? How? How do? I empower my kids without allowing them to just like rule the world over me because they don't. And sometimes they have to be knocked down a peg or two or 10 or threatened within an inch of their life of everything they own. And I'll tell you what, you guys, I have had to, well, I mean, I guess I don't know if I, this was a had to, but at one point in time, I had such an issue with Alex. I got really mad and I bought a Rubbermaid storage container, about three foot wide, two and a half, three foot deep and about six foot tall, right? Some of these outdoor like Rubbermaid storage containers with the double doors, right? It's in the barn. Well, no, it was in the barn. We moved out to the barn. But what I did was is that I took all of Alex's toys. And this has been a few years ago. We were in the house we live in now. So he was over five. I don't remember when this was, but we'd been living here. It's been in the last five, six years. So all of his toys, everything, I mean, everything went in that Rubbermaid container. I don't even know if I left out any books. I was really mad. 
and I just had it with him. So he had in his room, he had his dresser. He had his bed with his bedding on it. And he's probably lucky he still had that. Um, and that was pretty much it. His toy box was empty. And I am almost positive I took most, if not all, of the books and put them in there too. I was that mad. And I took a bicycle chain lock thingy and I wrapped it around the handles on this shelf thing. And it, so he did not have any toys in his room at all. And I don't even remember why. Now, I don't remember why I did this. But it was, I had reached a point where it was like the last straw with that kid. And it was the only, it, this idea just popped in my head. And I did it and threw them all in there and locked it. He had like, at that time, he was playing with Transformers and stuff like that. You know, um, all the boy shit. I locked it all away and it was probably locked in there for two weeks. I know it was at least two weeks minimum before I let him get a couple of things out. And I didn't let him take everything out all at once. I only let him take a couple things out at a time over the span of a couple of weeks. And I don't know, that thing might've been in there for two months. I honestly don't remember now, but it finally sunk in whatever it was I got my point across with him. And oh my God, is he my kid? Because it doesn't sink in unless it's extreme. It has to be like the biggest punch in the face for it to sink in through that thick skull. And oh my God, is that me? Oh my God, what did I create? I created a monster. I created a male version of me. That kind of frightens me a little. Should probably frighten you too. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I can't even with this kid. I just can't even. And here we are. He's, he'll be 13 in April. And man, 13 in April this morning. So on the way to school this morning, we were talking about, I told him, I'm like, you know, I said, we're probably going to start doing some driving lessons. And he's like, why? I can't drive for another two years. I'm like, well, maybe do you think you should probably practice things before you like just go out and do them? <laughs> and I'm, I'm so internally laughing at myself as I'm saying this because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, why would you practice anything before you just go dive head first into doing anything crazy? Erin? Yeah. You? Oh no. So, but I didn't with driving, you guys, I drove a lot of farm equipment and I drove the pickup around the farm when I was a kid. So I had a lot of driving experience before I actually like could legally be on the road. And uh, at least, at least that one thing, you know, I did have a lot of practice at before I just dove headfirst into it. So I'm like, you know, I said, it's, you need to get the feel of what it feels like to actually, you know, operate and handle a full-size vehicle an actual car, not a video game. But mom, 
Need for Speed has blah, 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 blah. And they have, you know, everything's like real life and it has the, you know, you feel it. And I'm like, dude, no, you feel your remote control vibrating the shit out of your hands. That's what you're feeling. So <laughs> he continued to argue with me and I'm like, listen, I said, you need to know what the car feels like, how it reacts, how it responds, how the road condition, you know, you know the highway, the gravel, all that stuff feels different. And what you do can either, you know, be good or it can put you in a world of shit in a big hurry. You need to practice that and you need to feel it, right? And he continues to argue with me. And I'm like, listen, this is something that's going to happen regardless. So then I like jerked the wheel really hard and he about bounced his head off the window. And I, and I said, he looks at me and he's like, what was that for? I said, because you don't feel that in need for speed. And he just looks at me and he kind of snarled a little bit and looked down. And I'm like, okay, now it's sunk in. Whether it stays sunk in is another matter because, you know, it's Alex. He is, he is so hard-headed. Oh my God, this kid is so hard-headed, you guys. And I know there's people out there that can totally identify with what I'm saying and how this feels right now because I want to strangle him on a daily basis. Oh, thanks God for giving me myself in male form to test every single limit I have. Patience being the number one thing that gets stressed. Patience. God grant me the patience. <laughs> the serenity prayer is like my, my thing. Hoofda. So I think we'll, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I, I, I want to just like take him over to dad's, put him in the old beat up Ford and hammer around out in the field for a little while just to see. I mean, and the kids, he's a natural born driver too. Okay. Not only is he naturally genetically defiant, stubborn, and spiteful, he is also genetically a good driver. He's a natural born driver. When he was, God, how old was he? He was 18 months old. Uh, Mark got him. Miller got him. One of the little John Deere power wheels. It took him all of about two minutes to figure out how to drive this thing. And it's rated for like four years and up or something like that. He could barely push the pedal down. His little chubby legs were just barely long enough. But that little shit, he would only run into something if he wanted to. The kid is a natural born driver, right? So I'm not like super concerned that he's not going to have this ability and learn how to do it and be able and be just fine. My concern is, is that with this natural ability, he is going to push limits and he's going to make a lot of stupid decisions and do a lot of stupid shit. Why? Because I did. I know his dad did. We all do. Okay. And I just want to assure myself a little bit that yes, he can handle it. If some situation is presented, he is going to know how to react and he is going to react in a good way. That's all I want. And I want him to have some practice. There is absolutely nothing wrong with making him practice because this is something, especially now, because people are constantly not paying attention to driving. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've about been hit 
and everybody, how many people have died? How many people have been in accidents because of people not paying attention to driving? And that whole cell phone thing will be another slippery bridge to cross when we get there. Because my kids don't have cell phones. I'm not on the give my kid a phone bandwagon. Although I got to admit, it would be nice sometimes to be able to text Alex and be like, this little blurt. Because that's all I needed just to let him know something. But I'm not willing to open up that whole big fucking can of worms and him to all of the incoming bullshit. Because these poor kids, oh my gosh. They said that I just saw something somewhere. I don't remember where it was. So don't kill me for not citing this correctly. But cyberbullying is up like 70%. 70, 70 people since this whole fucking quarantine thing has come down. An increase of 70%. Are y'all freaking kidding me? It was like before. I mean, these kids are just constantly at each other. And for what? Why? What are they gaining? Other than they make themselves feel better because they feel like a pile of shit. So they're going to beat on somebody else through their phone because it's like, uh, you know, we call them, well, I guess they're called keyboard warriors. I, I always think of radio Rambos because I trucked for too many years and people would talk shit over the radio because you couldn't like go kick their ass unless you like seriously went and, um, did some tracking and I mean, it's possible, but anyways, these kids are exposed to so much crap and for why? I mean, why open yourself up to that? I mean, I understand if you're a single parent and you have to have that method of communication, but just because your kid wants a phone, tough shit. That's my opinion. That's what I told my kid. Hi, I'm the mean mom. Thanks. You're welcome. But I, I don't want him exposed to that. Their life has enough pressure in it as it is. Why add more to it if you don't have to? You know, that's that's my thought on it. And then they're comfortable with it. You know, they're comfortable being a complete asshole to somebody else. And they think it's funny. And, you know, it's just a text. What's it going to hurt them? It's not like I'm, you know, beating them up or something. I don't know. Maybe we need to allow those fights on the playground. A lot of beat it out of each other. We used to. Kind of. At least to more of an extent than what they do now. But man, shit's heavy. And I don't want my kid to have to deal with that crap. But the little toad needs to uh, practice driving. And we'll keep working on that whole respecting your elders thing. Because man, that stuff's hard. I just want to beat them on a daily basis, I swear. Now somebody would take that out of context and say I beat my kids, but I don't. <laughs> I'd like to. I think about it. I also think of duct taping their mouths shut and locking them in a closet too, but I don't do it. It all sounds good in theory. You know, I take away their PlayStation or their tablet. You know, I mean, my kids have that. It's not like they're totally deprived. It's, it's kind of interesting to see the transformation in the attitude when they don't have access to their electronics. Maybe we need to take a little bit of lesson from that. Whew. Yeah. 
but that's my that's my day for this Thursday, you guys. Gosh dang. I think I'll probably have lunch and go take a walk. Might test out this weighted vest I got from my buddy Chris. It's kind of heavy. I might do a little extra burn since I didn't do any extra burn this morning. And I did because I didn't do my bike ride. It's supposed to be an active recovery bike ride and I didn't do it. I had a cup of coffee instead. So I'll do that tomorrow. And in the meantime, I'm just going to keep saying that serenity prayer in my head and breathing it out. Trying not to string anybody up or rip anybody's head off too bad that doesn't have it coming. But just uh, anybody, if you ever have to deal with uh, Sony PlayStation customer service, <laughs> good luck. Good God. And anybody thinking that, you know, automated customer service is the way to go, rethink that shit. You really want to stand out to your clientele. You need a person on the other end of that phone. That's my 30-minute tip for you for the day, or two-second tip for you for the day. Put a person on the other end of that line. Answer the phone. And since mine just rang here a minute ago, I have a phone call to return. So I will catch you guys. Oh, gosh, Tuesday, because today's Thursday. Sweet. Have a good weekend, and we will chat with you later. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? Shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.